What's up? Tune in Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time to see the worst dance moves in the crypto space, my friends. All right, we're, we're done with you dancing. What is up, crypto fam? Welcome back to Sin City Crypto. It's your boy, David, here, coming at you live from Global Studios in Sin City, Nevada, with one of our live shows. Before we get into the content, quick disclaimer, we are not financial advisors, definitely not Robin. Make sure you don't take anything I say, definitely anything he says as financial advice. Make sure you do your own research. So with that being said, let's meet the newly touted ugliest man of the year, Robin. What's up? Why you look so flat, bro? Hola, it's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. If it's your first time checking us out, we are an entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel where we take the old, boring, and stale information. The old, boring, and stale is on the left here, if you haven't noticed. Old, boring, and stale <laughs> information. We package it up in a fun and sexy way, just like your boy here. I yeah. uh, also do want to give a quick shout-out to Global Media. They help us broadcast this to other channels than just YouTube. We're also a young and growing channel. If you want to grow with us, hit the subscribe button. If you like the video, hit the like button. If you don't want to miss any of our deep dives or any of our other videos, hit the notification bell. Also, we don't just do live streams here. We also do deep dives. Yep. This is the live stream though. Check out the deep dives. David, what's up? All right, so my boy Sheldon is in the house. One of my bestest this, this, this friends. Welcome to your first live stream experience with Sin City Crypto. Sean, I'm so happy you're here. Sean, welcome back, my friend. Stereo 2, top of the morning to ya. Um, if you are new in the chat, your first time checking us out, drop a hello. We'd love to give you a shout out on our channel. Also, make sure you like the video so YouTube will suggest it and we can have a chat party during our live stream. So it's a fiesta up in here, baby. On the show today, we have our hot take. Then we're going to uh, show you some comedy here at Sin City Crypto. Uh, nice video clip I found for you guys last the night. The camera's already on you. The comedy is front and center, baby. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm a funny guy and you're ugly. And then um, we're going to roll right into our daily talking points, which we're going to go over articles and give our opinions and views on them. And finally, we are going to end with our market analysis. Speaking of markets and speaking of analysis, Robin? What's up? Markets? Are looking juicy right now. Yeah, Bitcoin is back, baby. We is back. Uh, and it just solidifies what I've been telling all of the viewers here since City Crypto. The same thing every month. The back half of January is going to be uh, extremely bullish. We're going to get out of this uh, funk that we've been in and we're off to the races. So uh, I do think it's still going to be maybe the last week of January. I was expecting it to pump up a little earlier, but. I'm thinking uh, the 22nd and on will be nothing but green skies, green candles, green skies, green skies. I don't know if that would be a cause for concern or if that's a good thing. Hey, man. Anyways, anyway, regardless of what David's stank attitude has to say, we are looking bullish. We're looking good. And I'm excited. We're looking. Uh, my portfolio is starting to pump up again. We're looking juicy. We're looking, we're looking juicy. What I'm dude. saying. All right. We are going to get right into our very first segment. We like to call the Mucho Caliente Take, the hot take. That's hot. Ooh, caliente, like a Vegas summer. So the, the hot take today, the, que the question I'm going to pose, what is riskier, 
minting a new NFT project or putting money into a small or low cap altcoin? Robin, I'm sending it to you first. What is riskier? Minting a new NFT or investing in a very small cap altcoin? Robin, what say you? I am going to go with small cap altcoin. Okay. Uh, just because of the sheer size of the ecosystem, one compared to the other, I do understand there's tons of new NFTs coming out. However, I, I think it's dwarfed compared to all of the meme coins, all of these, these pump and dumps, all of these small projects that even, even some viable ones that just won't make it because the team doesn't have the staying power or the finances to back a project in the long term. Uh, some, a lot of these small projects, they do have, they do have the right vision. They have the right idea. They're trying to do well. They just don't have the capital to stay behind it, build the team, grow it. And they don't have the, the, the money to, 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 to weather two years and, and, and without any traction. So you got to think when you look at these, these ICOs where you have this initial, initial launch of the project with this big investment behind it, those are rare to have. Uh, like a lot of money and a lot of community behind it. Uh, we do we do see a lot of them, so it might seem like it's more front and center and it's more uh, something that is common, but it's not. And there's thousands, tens of thousands of projects that are launching that don't have the community. They don't have the uh, the investment to start, and they just never really get off the ground. And the team just doesn't have enough money to to stay the course. Uh, so. I think the small caps uh, now, now I guess, you know, small caps is kind of a general term. Uh, so I'm more in reference to the micro caps. I still believe, I believe that top 250, maybe top 300 projects are probably a safer, a safer investment to get into than a very small NFT, because I think the NFT market is in a bubble and they are set to pop uh, and the blue chips will rise to the top. The market will shake out all of the crappy projects. Uh, people will lose money, and then it'll come back in something more evolved and better. Uh, but if I'm going to go outside of the top 300, I, I would feel more comfortable going into a, uh, a smaller NFT just because there's not so many of them compared to all the crypto projects. You're wrong. You're wrong. The clear answer to this question, <clears throat> and take it from someone who has gotten burned on multiple new NFT mints. It is way riskier to mint a new NFT project than it is to invest in a small cap coin. And there's a few reasons. One reason is it doesn't take a lot of money to, to launch an NFT collection, especially if you know someone who's a developer. So here's what happens. A new NFT line comes up. It's usually 10,000 NFTs in a collection. You get the developer, you get the marketing team, you get the artist. They come together, artist creates the artwork, Marketing markets it, hypes it up, and then developers obviously, obviously write the code and create the contract. They market it for 0.08 Ethereum. So 0.08 times 10,000, that's 800 Ethereum. If you do the math at $3,000, that's $2.4 million if the mints sell out. Now, think of it this way. If you just finish your mint and you're sitting on $2.4 million, how easy is it for you to say, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to walk away. It happens a lot. It ha I've gotten burned on situations like that multiple times. 
And there are thousands of projects that are launching every single week. And here's the thing with NFT mint launches. Typically, the team is anonymous, so you can't do any research on them. There's no traction behind it beforehand. With small caps, they have to provide some sort of liquidity and spend money to be able to get listed. NFT projects, they don't have to do that. The only thing that's put money in is into their development unless, uh, unless they, again, have a uh, team of developers or someone they know that can help them develop their NFT project. So you don't have time. On small caps, you can see, you can wait a week, two weeks to see how it's going and then hop in. With NFT projects, it's literally a crapshoot. You go in there, you mint, you have no idea what the team is capable of doing. You have no idea who they are. Next thing you know, they leave the project, something goes wrong, the community turns on them and you're out a lot of money. So it is definitely, and not to mention how much more volatile the NFT market is compared to the cryptocurrency market space. So the clear answer is it's way riskier minting a new NFT project than it is investing in a small cap coin. Although the reward at the end might be a little higher on the NFT side. Take, for example, the people that minted the Bored Apes seven months ago for 0.06 Ethereum, and now they are going for close to 70. Doesn't happen a lot. Eight out of 10 times, you are going to get NFT projects that get into the space that just either leave or abandon the project. So you're wrong, Robin, once again. Why does it have to be um, I'm wrong? Uh, obviously, both of them are extremely risky assets. But the question uh, I, is, I think in, what's you riskier? Could, you, could, you, could, you could pick the wrong project in NFT. You could pick the wrong project in a small cap. I, I, don't, I don't really think that there is a right or wrong answer for that. It's just more or less, where, where do you want to take your, your risk? It's like, it's like saying, hey, is it better? Is it, which, one's, uh, which one are you right or wrong? Putting your, 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 your title to your mortgage up? and roulette or blackjack i mean they're both risky they both carry uh which one's riskier that's the question they're both they're both risky bro there's no, there's no analytics that says that you're right or wrong it's it's just more about your feeling and at the end of the day if you do your research uh then it, it's all up to you you're you're in the driver's seat so, so what, what's riskier traveling down a rural road the wrong way or traveling down an interstate the wrong way they both can end up bad, right? Yeah, you can say the same thing. Like, what's what's riskier, uh, uh, going all in on a board ape or going all in on a, on a, on some freaking uh, some turtle NFT? Like, that's no, what I'm what's saying. Riskier? You're using an analogy that obviously makes sense, but I'm just saying if you if you're gonna go and invest in a small cap altcoin, something that's a baby project that carries tons of risk, doesn't have a development, doesn't have a team, whatever, and you, and you do the same with NFT, they're both but super risky. With, with the small cap altcoins, though, you have the benefit of waiting a few days or a few weeks. With the NFT project, there is no waiting. Once the minting is done, that's it. And if you don't get into the mint then yes, you can buy in the secondary and you can do the same thing. You can wait and see. But the question isn't buying, it's minting. So the answer to the question of the hot take, what is riskier, is minting an NFT is way riskier. Bro, you look at our friend Stereo there are, too. There are tens of thousands of, of crypto projects. So, uh, I mean, there's going to be, what, 20 to 50 in, uh, uh, projects, crypto projects that, that have the staying power over five years. So every single one of those is going to fucking collapse. So you I can mean, say, you can say percentage wise, it's worse for NFTs. 
I don't think there's any numbers on it. I think there's so many projects. There's there's no right or wrong answer. It's they're both fucking risky as shit. Yeah, but the the question we posed, I'm obviously right. Yeah, but what I'm so, saying is like you're you're pro, you're pronouncing of uh, I'm the winner. Uh, I I know more winner. than you do. You're wrong. And your yeah, winner for the hot take. No, there's, no analy- there's no analy- There's no analytics boy. to it, bro. Big D, yeah. what's up? Big D. <laughs> All right. If you are new in the chat, make sure you say hello. Want to give you a shout out. Also. Make sure you guys like the video. And if you're not subscribed already, subscribe. We are moving on from our hot take and we are getting into our next segment. We like to call the Chitta Chatta, the talking points. Let's get right into it. All right. So the first, first thing before we get into articles, we I found a video clip yesterday uh, from CBS and their crypto expert so uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll the video and then we're gonna come back and then as a group we're gonna discuss it together so let's go ahead and roll the video yeah, just be prepared it's not be prepared a, my friends you might lose some iq points on this one go ahead us um yeah the thing about bitcoin is it did hit an incredible high like a little bit above 60 i think and then it kind of slowly started to drift downwards. And the end of 2021 uh, wasn't the best, I don't think, for uh, Bitcoin. And what I've noticed, and trust me, I know very little about this, is wherever Bitcoin goes, so do other cryptocurrencies. They tend to sort of follow the Bitcoin wave. So that brings me to this. Uh, can you just sort of get us up to speed on how cryptocurrencies evolved last year? Good morning, Anne-Marie. So yeah, it was a crazy year for crypto, as you said. Like you mentioned, Bitcoin got as high as $69,000 in value last year. Ether got around 4,400 and Ripple, another really popular coin, got around $2.75. So a lot of the popular ones saw their value increase over the year, but then there were other things not exactly tied to the value that happened that was really big last year. There was a couple of really important crypto focused companies that went public. You might remember Coinbase and Crypto.com. There was that really sort of controversial or weird uh, Matt Damon commercial where he was sort of pegging um, crypto. And you probably saw towards the end of the year as well, Crypto.com scored the naming rights to what we, I guess now the former Staples Center. And that was called Crypto.com, Crypto.com Arena. So it was a huge, huge year for everything that was crypto last year. So 2022 may have some of that in store as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, it probably helped in a way that a lot of people were home during the pandemic. You had kind of the surging popularity of uh, apps like uh, Robinhood that made it really easy to buy crypto. You didn't need like a crypto wallet anymore. You could just sort of buy it the way you would buy any stock. So you get a lot. Okay. So before I absolutely rip CBS and this guy, I didn't even catch his name because I could care less, but he obviously has no idea what he's talking about. We're going to do some fact checking here. Okay. So one of the first things he said was ETH reached an all time high of $4,400. So I'm going to pull up my laptop and I'm going to show you guys the ETH chart and we can see here. So here is the beginning of 2021. Okay. This all-time high, my friends, is closer to $4,900. So, eh, you're wrong. Next, he said, XRP 
hit an all-time high in 2021 of $2.75. Under $2. And then the last thing that this guy, who apparently has no idea what cryptocurrency market is, said, quote, couple of companies went public, including Coinbase and Crypto.com. So I decided to do a simple Google search. Is Crypto.com a publicly traded company? Quote, the company is privately held and has raised no institutional funding. So, CBS, you are one of the leading networks in media. And this is the best that you can do to bring a guy <laughs> who obviously doesn't follow the crypto markets, obviously has no fucking idea what he's talking about. This is the best you can do. When we keep telling you guys, we are early in the space. We are the pioneers. We are the Mayflower that came to the United States. We're the Mayflower? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's your analogy. This is okay. proof. A leading network brings on a supposed cryptocurrency expert. And they can't even fact check their own facts before they blabber out about our space. So this should make you feel good. I guarantee you we can pick a random person in any of the chat, whether it's our chat, BitBoy, Anthony Pompliano, we can throw them on CBS and I can guarantee you they will do a better job than what that guy just did. Or at least being more factually correct. And, and you got, think about this, you guys, okay? Imagine if this was bad news. This is what mainstream America watches. This is what they're listening to. And this is one of the reasons. Are you, are you gonna say it? This is one of the reasons. You're gonna say it. This is one of the reasons that Robin Fake and I. News. This is one of the reasons news. that Robin and I decided to launch a YouTube channel. Because there's so much misinformation about our space mm -hmm. to create FUD, to mislead people. Okay. And we are here to bring the world and our, our cryptocurrency space to truth since okay. it encrypts those let me Let me just say something here, say something, okay? Because your boy, your boy kind of irritated when it, when it comes. This is some bullshit, man. So what is probably, okay, top three biggest stories of last year? XRP, uh, lawsuit with SEC. You also had El Salvador adopting Bitcoin as a national currency. And then the third is FTX putting their naming rights on the former Staples Center. Uh, so uh, if you have a disconnect on the top three biggest stories of the year, you can't <laughs> even get the name of the stadium right. Embarrassing. He said crypto.com. Uh, he seemed very unsure of himself. Either way, we're not going to critique his uh, demeanor, but why? Uh, at least if you're going to go on a national TV network, <laughs> I would assume you would do some kind of homework and have some sort of notes in front of you i mean we, we we do a lot of notes here but i i i'm just telling you if i went on nbc or something you, you best believe your boy gonna have some kind of cards in front of me with some kind of notes so because uh what i don't I, yeah we deliver the truth you gotta come correct we man. deliver the truth here and and it's just uh that was sloppy uh so anyways uh, reliable sources like Sin City Crypto uh, is a good place to go. Uh, you know what? I do. We do. We reached a milestone today, David. You know what it is? What's the milestone? Today we reached a milestone. We got somebody in the Twitch or Facebook chat. One of the two. I don't. I can't see who who is from. Looks I like mean, Twitch. I, I, is it Twitch? I think so. Yeah. That that one represents both of the channels. But either way, we had our first comment. 
Amazing. On on uh, on a secondary platform. I love so, it. Uh, hats off to Global Media. They are our media sponsor. They help us broadcast this out to other channels than just YouTube. We just tackle the YouTube. Uh, but we're uh, we finally got our first traction there. Uh, now, if you are in any of the chats, uh, drop Guys, a hello. We have eight people in the chat yeah. and only four I likes. I want to say so over here in Twitch. Uh, you you are the first member to 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 write in our chat. So XYO Coin, uh, you are you have broken the cherry. So congratulations to you, sir. And uh, welcome to Sin City Crypto, entertainment focused. We make fun of each other. We bring you all the juicy news. Make fun of each and, other. And uh, that's what we do here. Yeah. So we do uh, it with class and style too. That's yeah. So anything else that you want to talk on this subject before we move on to some yeah, actual? I mean, he, crypto he news. and I know, I know he said sixty nine thousand dollar Bitcoin. I'm sure it candled up there, but realistically i think the, the top the top of bitcoin was also 66 uh now i understand in certain exchanges it might have hit 69 really quickly but uh the kind of the consensus for the top of bitcoin earlier this year was 66,002 so uh just just XRP, more supporting evidence that uh the guy doesn't know the price of ethereum xrp doesn't you know it's w for whiffed me, on Bitcoin, doesn't know the name of the name. For of the, me, for me, it's like this is the information that mainstream, the mainstream fake public, news, baby. fake news, that mainstream public is getting and basing their investment decisions on. And it's absolutely unacceptable. CBS, you suck. You should do better. You want to bring one of us from Sin City Crypto on your show once a week and pay us 20 grand to tell your viewers everything about crypto? Let grand. us know. 20 grand? Well, it's just starting yeah. negotiations. Let us know. We'd be more than happy to help you guys out for obviously a fee. So we are going to get into our very first topic. Hot off the press, your girl, Kim Kardashian, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and others are being sued over cryptocurrency promotion. If you guys remember a project called Ethereum Max, you had Kim Kardashian, Floyd Mayweather and Paul Pierce were among the celebrities that were pumping up this project and ended up being a pump and dump scam. So now there is a class action lawsuit against all three. And on top of the celebrities, the co-founders and developers of Ethereum Max are also being sued as well. The lawsuit alleges Ethereum Max is a quote, speculative digital token created by a mysterious group of cryptocurrency developers. Um, it says the celebrities told their millions of social media followers to buy the cryptocurrency only to sell when the price was inflated. So, Robin. What's up? Do you like this or do you not like this? Are you happy they're being sued or is it a freedom of speech thing that... I don't know if there is a like or dislike. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, so... The powers at hand that just like to collect money from endorsements need to be careful because if you're in a financial space, people are following your trends. You're not just shilling out the next makeup brand or a, a new line of Mercedes. Uh, you're basically promoting a financial tool where people are putting money into an investing. So you have to separate your endorsements from a product to financial and investment advice. Uh, and that's why you have all of the YouTubers, ourselves included, that have the disclaimer, because if we talk about a project, uh, you need to 
proceed with caution. Uh, now, if you're a social media influencer, uh, if you have a huge stage and a big following and you start promoting Ethereum Max saying that this is the next up and coming Ethereum, this is where you should invest your money and you don't back it up with any disclaimers and say, hey, you should be careful. Uh, you, you do got to think there are a lot of, at least in the crypto space, for us and our viewers, uh, there there is a lot of uh, experienced people. Uh, so people that search YouTube information and crypto, they at least have a little bit of idea. Now you you have Kim Kardashian; she has a lot of teenage girls or twenty one year olds, thirty you know uh, early early thirties. Basically, you have these people that have never had exposure, that have inexperience in the markets, and they have their idol, somebody to look up for, up to somebody that they. They listen to, they, they go out and they buy the makeup and it makes them look better, feel better at least. And, and then they say, Hey, you should invest in this crypto project. I'm invested in it. You should too. And then they just follow in blindly and people are getting hurt, screwed. And as far as the lawsuit, you know, this is just the natural recourse to when it, when, what, what happens when you, when you fraud people and whether or not they did it intentionally, whether or not they, they knew about it being a scam is irrelevant. If you're going to promote something that's in the financial sector, you need to do your homework and make sure that whatever you're promoting is safe for your people. Uh, we're never going to lead our our community into the slaughter. Like we 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 care about you guys, and we're just going to give it to you up front and center. And like so I'll, and uh, to Robin's point, we have gotten offered money to cover projects that we didn't we denied because we did our research and it's not something we believe in. Uh, Sheldon said, everyone that steals money from the public like that should be held accountable. Let me play devil's advocate here, okay? If I told you, hey, if you go jump off this bridge, it's a really cool experience. I'm gonna go do it tomorrow. Are you guys gonna go do it? Like at what point are people gonna be held accountable for their own actions, right? And this is me playing devil's advocate. This is not something I believe in myself. Right, because I feel like if you're a public figure with that big of a following on social media, you have like you can't have that. I you can't have you can't go into life thinking like that, David. I, I'm just I mean, saying. it's like it's like saying like, well, if you didn't wear a seatbelt and you crashed and bro and broke your spine, you should have well lesson learned. Like, no, 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 no. you got to protect people and 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 or at least hold people accountable. And okay, if, but you, what I'm saying, right, in, in playing devil's advocate, is what I'm saying is. Where are people supposed to be held accountable for their own decisions versus playing victim and blaming someone else? Now, and I'm going to preface that by saying that if you have the stature of a Kim Kardashian who has over 200 million followers on social media, you have like it's you have a responsibility to not lead people down a dangerous path and tell them things because you know people are going to listen to you, but at the same point like, guys, make your own decision. If you're going to throw money at something, don't blindly listen to a social media influencer or someone who got, uh, never mind, I'm not going to say that, or, or someone that you decide to follow because you like who they are or they have a makeup line or they did a sex tape video, whatever the case may be. A sex tape video? Yeah, Kim Kardashian. So, like, stop playing the victim. I'm not saying it's not right. And I agree with Sheldon. People should be held accountable and more and more and less and less of these will be an issue in our space. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. If you put money in something, you should do your research. 
If I at Sin City Crypto tell you I have money in this project, that doesn't mean that I'm right. That doesn't mean you should go put money in it. You should take the information I'm giving you and do your own research and then come to a conclusion based on what facts you find, how you feel about a certain project. So to me, yes, I agree. These people should be held accountable because they do have a responsibility to the millions of people that follow them, follow every word they say. But at the end of the day, don't just blindly follow someone. If I start walking across the I-15 freeway in the middle of traffic hour, you're not just going to follow me. You're going to stand up like, wait, this guy's an idiot. So Should I follow him? Here's, here's the thing. If it, was, if it was the government going after Floyd Mayweather and Kim Kardashian, it'd be different. But this is civil lawsuits. Uh, so it's just people banding together and be like, hey, you, you frauded me and now you owe me money. So uh, I think... That's just people's right. And if you get cheated or you get misled and you lose money because of it, then people have the right to go to small claims court or in this case, large claims court. Is, is large claims court a thing? <laughs> so, no, it's just... uh, so either way, it's, um, I don't know. Proceed with caution. Don't, don't invest. Don't blindly don't, follow people, guys. Don't invest in, in ETH Max. <laughs> don't, don't just listen to people because they're shilling because there's always something in the, behind the scenes, right? These guys probably got paid a shitload of money to promote the project. They, I guarantee you they didn't do their own research. They said, oh, hey, we're going to cut your check for $2 million. You just talk about this project. Oh, sure, no problem. And everyone just blindly sure. follows them. Um, we have uh, eight people in the chat and only five likes on the video. Unacceptable. Make sure you guys like the video. We want to have a party chat party here so you like the video you the more that. likes we get the more youtube, YouTube promotes yes. us and then we can get more people in the chat and we can have a vegas party and then we can all collectively make fun of robin so we're moving on to our next article imf which stands for the international monetary fund economists warn of quote contagion risk in increasingly linked bitcoin and stock markets Several IMF economists contend that correlation between stocks and cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin, quote, could po uh, soon pose risks to financial stability. So essentially, in a nutshell, they're saying that it is not a good thing that the crypto and stock markets are converging and moving along the same path. As another quote, the increase in sizable co-movement and spillovers between crypto and equity markets indicate a growing interconnectedness between the two asset classes. That permits the transmission of shocks that can destabilize financial markets. And this is the chart they're showing. And um, Robin, is this some FUD or, or are you worried that crypto and stock market are moving simultaneously together? What, what, are, your, what are your initial thoughts on this article, big guy? That crypto and stock markets or crypto and, and equities market, stock market? They're saying it's moving in correlation and it's not good for the markets, for the general market and the general economies. I mean, I've been saying that this, this whole time that stock market, the, all of the financial markets are tied together. So if you're losing money, if you have a big portfolio and you're a big time investor and you're losing money, then that trickles down. Uh, and then it trickles down to the people, maybe you give less bonuses. Uh, maybe uh, what, whatever it is, Wall Street, cryptocurrency tied together. And all of this is tied together with all the other variables that affect the market, the financial market. So if you have uh, a coronavirus uh, has a new strain 
and it's way deadlier and way more uh, uh, transmissible, then that that news itself is gonna crash the market because we all know what happens when the newer strain that's more deadly has you know whatever they understand the what that can do to the economy and what it does to society right now and if crypto i mean if wall street crashes then then we know crypto it, it's all writing on the wall it's, it's not, investing it's not money new. investors in crypto investors in the stock market they're all investors they're investing money so obviously as money gets taken away from the stock market and from equities and gets poured a little bit into cryptocurrencies, well, no shit. Because when people freak out in the stock market and pull out, they're going to do the same thing with cryptocurrency. So Yeah, people just try to, especially I, other analysts, uh, when, you, when you look at other YouTube channels, uh, there's always uh, small references when it comes to Wall Street uh, and policy, but you know, people ignore the fact and they want to say, well, crypto is its own thing or crypto is its own thing. And it's like, it's not. It, it's all, you know, if it's if, investment, if, if employment uh, go, if, if people lose their jobs across the world or people are work, or, or the, the financial world economy takes a dump, everything takes a dump. This is another sector of the financial institution. It's it's not. We're not, I, I understand the technology is innovative, it's different, but it is another sector in the, in the financial ecosystem. And so if the ecosystem takes a downward turn, so does crypto. So same can be said when things start pumping and going up. Uh, don't, don't, don't misconstrue the fact that after the, the shutdown in 2020, in March, when all of the stocks tanked and so did crypto, but think of it this way: crypto straight took off after that. Uh, they took off in uh, September, October, November, December, more or less. But that was the same time the stock market took off. I mean, the S and P five hundred had ninety percent, ninety percent of the days, the trading days of twenty twenty one. The S and P five hundred broke all time highs. It broke an all time high. Then it, it was in basically in price discovery. It broke all time high. It broke all time high. It broke all time high. At the same time, crypto was was making new all-time highs as well. Bitcoin hitting new all-time highs. Ethereum hitting new all-time highs. These are directly correlated. And you should not ignore what is happening with traditional finance because the two are one and the same. So, so Sheldon said, we need it not to be just like the stock market has in New York Stock Exchange, NASDAQ, and S&P. Yes, but you notice when one is going down, the rest are going down. So, And he mentioned something about gold being able to hedge with gold, yes, obviously that is a commodity. We are talking about investments here. Um, some people do use gold as investment, but that's the beauty of crypto too, though, is it's not just a speculative investment, right? Just like some stocks have dividends, some cryptocurrencies, you don't just invest to speculate on price. You invest because it has utility and you need to invest to be able to use and capitalize on that utility. So in that sense, as more and more of our economy and our businesses, our enterprises are going towards blockchain and integrating it with their everyday operations, we will see, I believe, more of a divergence from the stock market in that when the stock market is down, well, guess what? The companies like Apple or Microsoft or whatever the case may be, they still have to purchase and use and transact with cryptocurrencies. So naturally, that will keep the liquidity in the markets high, which will stop 
it from tanking just like the stock market does. So I think as more and more adoption comes into the space, we will see a divergence from the stock market as far as price movement. Yeah. You seen that movie? I know that's, I know that's a big have you seen you. the movie Divergence, my dude? I have not. Me neither. And I don't want to talk about it because we're not a movie channel. Late could be a movie channel. No. What if we did a movie section? We're not doing a movie section. We are moving on to our next article. Jack Dorsey announces Bitcoin Legal Defense Fund. The fund will help provide a legal defense for Bitcoin developers and will include a team of volunteers and part-time lawyers. The announcement was sent on a mailing list to Bit for Bitcoin developers. So essentially, uh, litigation and continued threats are having their intended effect. Individual defendants have chosen to capitulate in the absence of legal support. So this is to help Bitcoin, the people that are developing on the Bitcoin network, if they get sued, this is a fund that will help them attain legal representation for their legal issues. Oh, that sounded <laughs> uh, very technical. I'm having a hard time catching up on my words. Uh, so is this, a, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Robin? Okay. Uh, in case you didn't know, Jack Dorsey is the uh, one of the board members for the Bitcoin Mining Council. Uh, so he's just, he's just uh, putting in... Uh, he's just putting in different things to ensure that the space is protected. Uh, there are a lot of uh, agencies, a lot of government bodies, a lot of big financial institutions that would like to see Bitcoin fail and or at least would like to see people not prosper. And so anyways, yeah, there's there's a lot of bad actors. There's a lot of people that 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 want Bitcoin not to succeed, man. And so anyways, you got to protect yourself. Uh, when you have when you have money, when you have clout, when you have power, people get jealous and want to knock you off that off that block. And uh, I commend Jack Dorsey. It, it makes sense. He's on the Bitcoin Mining Council. Why not start putting in some provisions to protect yourself, back yourself with insurance? Uh, it's the first thing you do when you when as your company grows is that you invest in a legal team and to protect yourself from lawsuits and frivolous cases and things like that so just just another just another layer of what would naturally develop uh when you uh get money and power so yeah and i i agree i think this is a great thing uh i think it'll help people who are iffy about building on the developers that are building on the bitcoin network i think this gives them peace of mind and it will drive future adoption and technology so we're moving on to our next article, U.S. Representative Tom Emmer proposes bill to shape CBDC plans. Congressman warns that centralized digital currencies could compromise financial privacy, the dollar's dominance, and innovation. Uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said on Tuesday that a report on CBDCs can be expected in the coming weeks. Now, uh, Representative Tom Emmer, he's a Republican from Minnesota. I'm going to read a quote. Requiring users to open up an account at the Fed to access a U.S. CBDC would put the Fed on an insidious path akin to China's digital authoritarianism. He says that uh, in order to maintain the dollar status as the world's reserve currency, it is important that the United States lead with a posture that prioritizes innovation and does not aim to compete with private sector. So this article talks about he believes it is better for us to adopt decentralized currencies like Bitcoin and other cryptos versus doing a 
CBDC that is directly minted and issued by our central bank from the government. I am going to, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with them or not. Uh, so the biggest thing I got from this is to maintain the dollar status as world currency. This is the biggest fear of the US government. This is the biggest fear in the crypto space. They are worried that cryptocurrency, maybe not a specific one, maybe just the cryptocurrencies as a whole, will replace the dollar as the US as the world reserve currency. You can see China already did their own CBDC with a digital yuan. The US is in a spot here. We either adopt crypto and use the decentralized coins or we do our own CBDC. Robin, what do you think is the correct path that will not harm the U.S. economy, but will let us keep up with innovation and not keep the space from growing to where it should and could go? Okay, I think you, you kind of have a disconnect there, David, on what CBDCs and the dollar have in correlation to each other. So... The government wants to pass a CBDC. They want to have their own stable coin and they want to use it as part of issuing out money and payments. And the reason they want to do it is because they want to control the supply. They want to be able to track where money is going for what they say is a bad actor. So basically money laundering and fraud. They want to be able to, but basically they just want to know, they want to know where the hell money is going. And that, that's why central banks are trying to create a digital currency. But don't, don't get it twisted. It doesn't change the, the re world's reserve currency because central bank digital currency, or let's just take Tether, USDC, the biggest projects in, in cryptocurrency. In the top 10, in the top 10, you have, you have Tether and USDC. So there's tons of money behind it, but those are stable coins that represent the dollar. And whether or not they're backed 100% back by the dollar, they're pretty much backed mostly by dollars. So if you live in China, you live in Australia, you live in South uh, Africa, wherever you live in the UK, if you buy a, if you put your money in Tether, you put your money in USDC, you're putting your, your money in the US uh, economy because it's backed by the dollar. Because 80% of the dollars that are in Tether are one-to-one -one backed by the dollar. So if, if somebody in, in Switzerland puts a million dollars in Tether, they just basically put a million dollars in the U.S. Uh, economy. So this whole world reserve currency is going to, it, that makes no sense because it's still the dollar. So it's all about control. That's, that's why they want to do this because right now money is leaving bank accounts. Money is leaving the savings accounts and they are going over to, uh, to stable coins. And so now it's leaving the banks and now the banks are, are scrambling. They're like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do? Uh, we're, we're losing money. We have less money on hand and the uh, cryptocurrency has more money on hand. And so they are going to the politicians and they're like, no, this ain't right. No, 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 they can't do that. You, you can't have a, a, a protocol hold our money. No, we need to hold the money. Like, yeah. no. No, 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 no. Like, power, that, that man. Power. And so anyways, they get behind the politicians. And now all the politicians are like, nah, well, uh, the stablecoin thing has got to change. Uh, we're just going to make one ourselves and put it back in the banks. That's literally what is happening. And so 
Investing in stable coins, great for the US. It doesn't matter if it's in Tether, it doesn't matter if it's in a CBDC, it doesn't matter. If it's pegged to the dollar, it is pegged to the US economy. So that's a good thing. But it's not point. a good thing is that the banks want to hold control. They want to charge you that $15 for that checking account. They want to... They you, wanna, you are so sour. I fucking hate about the. I am so mad because, okay, I don't have direct deposit on... on and then they always give me that damn thing. They, the banks are like, well, if you set up direct deposit, I'm like, well, I, I don't have direct deposit. I run a goddamn YouTube channel. How the fuck am I going to direct deposit my paycheck into the bank? Like, get out of here. And then they charge me 15 bucks. And then my savings account gets charged 15 bucks. That's $30 a month. $30 a damn month. And if I keep my money in a different platform, if I go, if I put my shit in stable coins, I could put it on one of thousands of different platforms and then earn 8% interest. You know what's fucked up? And, and instead of me paying for fucking you to hold my money, and not, somebody not only, will pay me to hold my money. Not only yeah, that, bro. not only that, you pay, to, you pay for them to hold your money. And then when you want your money, you have to wait. <laughs> bro, I want to pull out five grand to hold go on, buy I, this. I, I went to uh, the, sir, you're going to have to give us... 36 to 48 hours like what yeah good my money go to the banks try, try to pull out uh try to pull out a lump sum go go there and try to pull out 50 grand i know Let's sheldon i know sheldon hates big banks uh we talk about this all the time how they they take our money they use our money to make money they charge us money and they make money on top of it and then we want when we want our money we can't get it when we want it we gotta wait when we want to spend our money on something they don't let us do it for our safety bullshit we are moving on to our next article, Fed Chair Jerome Powell defends blocking Wyoming crypto banks, including Kraken. Um, so Senator Loomis, which is a senator from Wyoming, she is saying that what they are doing at the Fed is illegal. So what is happening is, and I'll, and I'll scroll down here. So there's something called special purpose depository institutions or pronounced speedy SPDI. It is a new type of financial entity that can transact in crypto while also performing traditional banking services. So, but with this, they do have to register a, what's called a master account at the Federal Reserve, which banks use to arrange payments with the central bank and conduct settlements with other financial institutions. Kraken and Avanti have applied for this master account, but the Federal Reserve has been sitting on this for over a year essentially deny by delay and starving the applicants until they die. And Senator Loomis is not for it. She's saying it is illegal. It shouldn't happen. And here is what the Fed said, quote, if we start granting these, there will be a couple hundred of them soon. They're hugely precedential, which is why I'm taking my time on this. They know. Okay, hold on, hold okay, on, okay. hold on. Okay. Hold, the hold the hell on. Okay. If you meet the criteria for the application, what's the problem? Be because they no, no, know I, that I, the I, floodgates I are going to open. It. But if you create an application and you say, if you meet these criteria, point A, point B, point C, Article 5, if you meet all those criteria, you fill out the application, you can be FDIC insured. But... Where, where, why, why do they, they turn this down? I, I get it. You're scared of crypto, but if somebody <laughs> it's so it, scary, it is, I get it. You're scared of crypto, but the thing that irritates me, the thing that really fucking pisses what me. What irritates you, bro? Okay. So the SEC chairman, we had the video yesterday 
uh, Gary Gensler is all like, just come down here and uh, register as a security. Uh, do things the right way, blah, blah, blah. People are doing shit the right way and you're, you're, you're shutting them down. How do you want institutions to come in and, 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 and follow your lead and do what you want to do uh, on this sector? But then on, on on another another avenue, you're like, well, you know, you do you do meet the criteria, but we ain't really digging this crypto thing. And if we approve you, we'd have to approve like a, another hundred of them, and and we ain't really vibing with that, man. Like it's it's such it's horseshit. it's such horseshit, bro. I'm fucking pissed. Very annoying. Pissed. But at least we have some senators and Congress people in our corner. Senator Loomis has always been well, not always, but has been a big proponent of cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. So we have her in our corner. We have a few other ones. This is, <laughs> he says it right there. The guy literally says, we know that if we approve it, we're going to get hundreds more. Well, no shit. Um, it's so, a growing industry. Of course, you're going to get hundreds more. Anytime. It's, it's a huge financial say. There's over $2 trillion. It would be a top five company if it was traded on Wall Street, yeah. as far as crypto is in its entirety. Yeah. Like there's two over two trillion dollars in crypto. Scared. It's of course it would be hundreds of applicants. There's a lot of people that are trying to do this shit the right way, and you want them to do it the right way, and then you're like, well, it's a lot of applications. This kind of reminds me like, of hey, uh, it's a this, lot of applications. This kind of reminds me of when Coinbase a few months back decided to do rewards for people holding tokens, and they told the SEC, hey. This is what we plan on doing. There's already companies and platforms and exchanges that are doing it, but we want to reach out to you guys to make sure that we're doing it the right way. They heard nothing. And then they got letters from the SEC. We need this. They complied. We need this. They complied. We need this. They complied. And at the end, they shut them down. And when they asked, why did you shut us down? There was zero reason given to Coinbase and to Brian Armstrong as to why they shut them down. They simply said, if you move forward with this, we will sue you. What, what are they supposed to do? We reach out to you to find out what we need to do, like these guys, like Kraken, like Avanti, who want to be able to provide more utility for their clients. They do everything the right way, and you just sit on their application? You don't even tell them what's wrong? Fix this and we'll help you? Or straight, flat out, no? You just, exactly what Senator Loomis said. Denial. What did she say? Denial by... Um, he said, just like she said. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't want to misquote her. Deny just by like, delay. Just deny like by said. delay and starving the applicants until they die. That is what they're doing. It's embarrassing. It's childish. Get your shit together, FD, FD whatever, Fed you know Reserve. I mean, I, your boy over here, he irritated because... Yeah, I'm pretty annoyed. I woke up late today and I didn't get my coffee. And so... I got 17 I, drinks over there, so I'm yeah, sure one of them got caffeine I, in And it. I got to pee too, man. Jesus Christ. But, uh, well, we have 10 people in the chat. If it is your <laughs> first time here with us really? at Sin City Crypto, make sure you drop a hello. We'd love to give you guys a shout out. Also, make sure you like the video and subscribe so you don't miss out on any content. We are moving on to our next article. And then we're gonna we're also gonna do some uh, some in, in uh, live challenges. So whoever you think is more handsome, oh, uh, drop a one in the chat for Big Rob. <laughs> That's me. How you doing? <laughs> and... Uh, uh, we don't even need a number for him. So anyways. Oh, man, you are hilarious. All right, we are moving on to our next article. One of our favorite coins to talk about here. Oh, we are we Polygon homers here. Oh, 
we'll, we'll be honest with you guys. Polygon to activate the EIP 1559, or also known as the London Hard Fork, on January 18th. We're going to skip this is $3 coming from Matic because we don't really care what other people's price predictions hey, are. Okay, just digest for one second. Just digest for one second how big a news this is. Proceed, David. Okay. And I'm just saying it's huge. It, it's, it's, uh, I just, I want to, I want to bring that front and center, man. We have Eddie Santiago in the chat. Eddie, welcome, my friend. I uh, have not seen he, you in the he chat. He hit one three times. Oh, obviously. Is this, is this like a, like a, what, like a, a secret admirer or something? You know what? Because uh, we all know. He gave three ones, okay? Okay. I'm just saying. If, if, you know, where's my wife? She's supposed to be watching this. Babe, what the hell, man? I need some backup here, damn it. Sheldon, if you're still in here, if you don't come correct, bro, I swear when I get off this live, I'm going to call you, you know, and you're going to get funny an earful. Is if your wife puts a one in the chat, bro. She That's definitely it. won't put a one. That, you are would, definitely would, not her would, type, bro. Be, that you're would be too small, changer, man. Bro. You're too tiny. You're like five foot five, bro. I'm six two, bro. Um, Ethereum's layer two scalability solution, Polygon, is preparing for a major upgrade coming next week. As per the recent announcement from Polygon Scan, they will be activating the London Hard Fork in five days at precisely block 23,850,000. The biggest thing that is from this article is they, a burning mechanism, will remove Matic tokens from circulation, offering better fee visibility to its users. So essentially, Polygon will become a deflationary token, just like Ethereum now, whether the amount of tokens burned outpaces the amount of new tokens that are introduced into the market remains to be seen. But we saw with Ethereum, there was certain points, multiple points, where more Ethereum was being burned than Ethereum was being mined, which naturally, obviously, will cause a supply shock, which will pump the price up. Robin, if there is a homer on Polygon, it's you. So, what are your thoughts here? Bullish? Oh, man. Super bullish. Okay, let's, let's grasp what's going on here. First of all, Polygon is leaps and bounds faster, more efficient, and cheaper than Ethereum as it is right now. And we had a bump up in the gas fees in Polygon. It went from uh, a quarter of a dollar to like 75 cents for a transaction. It's only going to get faster, but it's not about it getting faster. It's about it decreasing its supply, becoming deflationary, or at least capping the inflation. So that way you don't go in the other direction. So uh, if you haven't watched our channel before, just know that we are probably the most bullish behind Polygon and Matic for the simple fact. What is the largest community that transacts on cryptocurrency? Well, I know, I know, I know. What is Ethereum. It? Yeah, that's right. So the biggest community, the number two on market cap, let's, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Bitcoin. Yes. It's the biggest, it's the biggest by market cap, but generally speaking, it's a store of value. There is the lightning network. There are people using it for transactions. However, the biggest utility, the biggest community, the, the ones that have the most use cases for the Ethereum network. We all know it's slow. It's bogged down. The, the uh, fees are high, but Talik Buterin went out last month and literally, literally said, <laughs> Hey, maybe you guys should use the layer twos, quote unquote polygon, and 
it's faster and cheaper. It, it makes sense. The guy that founded Ethereum was basically <laughs> telling you, like, yeah, you probably should use Polygon. It, it, it makes sense. Hey, and Vitalik's a smart man. And if if their track record on rolling out the the Ethereum 2.0 upgrade where it goes to proof of stake and it becomes faster and it becomes cheaper, they've delayed that. Not once, not twice, but like seven times. <laughs> and and now it's coming in the summer, so about six months from now. And so you have six months. You really think it's going to happen in six months? It'll probably get delayed again. Yeah. But well, there is some promising news. It's in beta form. People are using it. So it's not just an idea anymore. But it's you have six months. You got six months because the end of January, we're going to see a big pump. And, and, and when I see those green candles at the end of the January, bro, I'm going to be in here like, I told you. I told you. I told you. Jesus and Christ. so Polygon's going to be the front and center, baby. Polygon's gonna you be the Polygon one. gets in the top five, dude. Yes, yes, yes. They're what number when? thirteen? Number thirteen on the market cap right now, right? I'll tell you what they are right now. Yeah. So, uh, I think Polygon is currently number fourteen with a market cap of almost seventeen billion dollars. Top five would mean it would have to exceed a market cap of forty-eight billion dollars to overtake Solana currently. You think that's okay. gonna happen? Yeah, I think it'll overtake a Solana. So close to a three X, little little yeah. little less than a three X, especially because it's deflationary. Uh, Polygon moves fast. Okay, they had they they released the news. Uniswap was launching on Polygon. Ten hours later, yeah. Uniswap launched upon ten hours, bro. Ten hour. Oh shit! Some water. <laughs> That's how excited I am, bro. Dude. That's how excited I am. Uh, they can't see the banner, but he just spilled a shitload of water. Almost ruined our. Yeah, there you go. Almost ruined our high tech equipment we have here, Robin. <laughs> All right, we are going to move on to our next segment. It sounds like someone's peeing in the studio because the water is just trickling down onto the carpet. Uh, our last article we're going to talk about today, I'll preface this by saying we're fucked uh, if you have money on Coinbase. Coinbase announces nearly the entire company will shut down for four... Look at Robin. <laughs> Coinbase will <laughs> shut down the entire company for four week-long breaks in 2022 to, quote, allow workers to recharge. <clears throat> this is not good news if you're looking for uh, Coinbase support because for an entire week, four separate times, they're going to send all their employees home to, quote, recharge. Uh LJ Brock, who is the chief people officer, never heard that term before, chief but people officer, yeah, as a CPO, <laughs> chief people <laughs> officer said nearly in the entire company will shut down for four separate weeks this year as part of an experiment to allowing workers to recuperate after completing intense workloads. Man, I've gone days where I've worked 16 hours, three, four days in a row. I didn't get a week off. So this is some bullshit. Um, and they talk about. Uh, they understand why people would think that it's a bad idea for a company that is in hyper growth, but it's an experiment. They're going to go with it. Doesn't mean that transactions will stop. Doesn't mean that it just means that you won't be able to reach anyone. So imagine day one, they're shutting off for a week and your account gets hacked. What do you do? Who do you reach out to? Is there anyone on the other end of the email line? They don't even have a phone number you can call. Is Coinbase's any, customer service how is, is so bad. How, how is a publicly traded U.S. company going to shut down for a week four times in the year? 
They're, uh, I don't get this. Uh, I get it. I get it. Employees, you can't overwork them. I get it. But like, just stagger them or something, or hire more people. I don't. I don't know. Hire the uh, what was that movie, The Expendables, or something where? Uh, well, they they had all the they sold off all the stocks. Or just like so. just like when the NFL, uh, the referee association, did a strike and they brought in those uh, filler refs. Do the same thing, man. Bring in filler people. Don't shut the company down for a week. That's all Jesus I need Christ. is an inexperienced person. Because we all know if you're a filler is not going to have any idea okay, on how to work. Okay, but would you rather have no person or an inexperienced uh, actually, person? Actually, I would rather have no person because I feel like uh, an inexperienced person will fuck up my transaction and, and, and not recover my account or whatever the hell issues you would have. Yeah, The customer service for... Uh, Coinbase is already in the dumps, almost non-existent. Uh, they had an article a few months back where they yeah. were going to hire a company to do automated from message services. So yeah, from, from India, from India. Yeah, from India. So they're high, they partnered with an Indian uh, company uh, to help with customer service, but it wasn't uh, for more voice people. Or it wasn't from people actually answering the like phone actual human first. beings. It was yeah. it was more machines. It was all about uh, pushing this machine technology forward. Uh, just like if if you haven't, okay, everybody has. I don't know why if I say you haven't, you know what the hell it is when you're like press one for press two for espanol. No, the worst is prima numero dos. No, the the worst is when you have to speak something. And then you're like, speak to representative. Sorry, I didn't understand that. Spe I've literally watched my wife pick up her phone, speak to representative, and it still doesn't understand you. So I just feel like- I don't, think, I don't think your wife understands you either. So <laughs> Not a lot of people understand me. I feel like when you're dealing with money and investors, like you need to be able to pick up the phone and talk to someone. Like, I don't want to sit there behind the phone for 30 minutes trying to tell this computer system what I'm trying to get, like, what I'm trying to get resolved. And then on top of that, when I do tell them, I get another automated thing. Or they say, oh, visit the website or look at our frequently asked questions. I don't want to deal with that, man. Well, when you I'm transacting you thousands of dollars and I run into an issue on your platform, I want to talk to a human being. And then not to mention, it's it's already a new innovative space that has a lot of different features people aren't used to. So all of us can remember when we first set up our, our Ethereum wallet, uh, when we set up our MetaMask for the first time, uh, when you had to write down a, uh, a seed phrase, there's a lot of things that people aren't comfortable with because it's not the standard. It's not something they've done uh, through repetition. And so it's it's confusing. And people, people are unsure and they have a lot of money in it. And they, and sometimes it's just, it's good to talk to somebody and get a little relief when you're like, Hey, I think I might've messed up and I might've didn't like, no, it, well, it takes, sometimes it takes 24 to 48 hours for the transaction to process. Like I would rather somebody console my, my fears and tell me that like, no, no, the transaction's processing. It, it'll just be a little while. Instead of being on hold, fucking got all these thoughts racing through your head. It, or waiting for an email to come yeah, to exactly, your inbox. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's just don't skimp on customer service, especially when you have such a big platform with so many users. Uh, they're we're a publicly and, and, and traded and it, U.S. company. I'm Hire sure, some humans. I'm sure they're not gonna close down their uh, their customer service thing. But let's be real. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out of your way to make sure that all of your employees are getting four weeks off, 
Uh, at least follow that up with, uh, we've hired a lot more people. We're going to make sure people get time off. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, because right now I, I get a bad feeling. I've had, we've had some bad experiences with Coinbase in the past. They're a pretty good platform. However, they're not really known for uh, their customer service and uh, taking, giving their whole entire staff off. Sean so said, much time, so. Sean said, uh, and then I'm transferred to a guy that speaks horrible English that his name is Bill Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, so. That'll do it for our talking points today. Our next segment is the market analysis. Uh, we have 10 people in chat. If it's your first time, drop a hello. We'd love to give you guys a shout out. Also, great time to bring up any projects yes. you're interested in. If there's, if you're looking to get in or out of a project, if you're curious if you should uh, do a long-term hold, or if there's just something that one of your friends at work told you about and you want to know a little bit more about it, we'd be glad to pull up the website, take a look at the project, and then also take a look at the analytics, let you know if it's a good time to enter or exit. Also, 10 people in the chat, five likes. Like the video, my friends. There's a reason you're in the chat. You like the content. You like me, not so much, Robin. Like the video so YouTube will promote it to other people and we can get a party in the chat. So, we ready? Market analysis, let's go. Okay, so uh, before I get into the markets, something uh, my, my friend and our uh, teammate here, Sean, sent me last night. He said, uh, he prefaced this by saying, this is why I love Charles Hoskinson so much. And I'm gonna pull up a Twitter feed so somebody tweeted to, 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 uh, to one of Charles Hoskinson's uh, Twitter posts. Cardano is like a dead donkey. It never rises. To which the legend Charles Hoskinson replied, did for your mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so funny, is, bro. I love this man, dude. That, that is amazing. Man, CEO of IOHK, founder of Cardano uh goes out on a limb and uh throws out a yo mama joke so love it I you know it's it. never it's never too late for Put a the trolls joke. in their place baby let's go yeah, we can fire right. bullets too mm. you know we always you know th there's a conundrum of you know we gotta be a, we gotta be above it you know don't stoop to their level sometimes you gotta say no, no. fuck that no, no. sometimes you gotta put people in their place because people are keyboard warriors they get behind their computer and their keyboard and they think they can clown on you and say whatever they want Sometimes we need someone like Charles Hoskinson to put these people in their place. P-S-Y-Vin, or a Syvin, or however you pronounce it. I have not seen your chat. Welcome to Sin City Crypto, my friend. Hola. Thank you for joining us. What do we think of ICP? Uh, we'd like to get into the market first, and then uh, once we go over the overview, I will promise you I will talk to you about what we think about ICP. So I like ICP. It's a... I just said we're going to wait, so... Well, I'm uh, just telling you, I like it. I like on this one guy, okay? Just letting you know. So the overall markets are up 3.4% on the day. We are at 2.08 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin dominance has dipped to under 40%. Bitcoin, 43,700 up 1% on the day. Ethereum up to 4.3 or sorry, 4.32%, dollars if you picked up Ethereum under 3,000, amazing, amazing, amazing buy. If you did, drop a thumbs up emoji in the chat so we can give you a, a round of applause. Now, speaking on Ethereum, 
there's a graphic I wanted to show you guys. This is the breakdown of Ethereum held on exchange wallets. So there's 119 million ETH in circulation and only 11.6% of that is held on exchanges. You can see the pie chart here. Coinbase holds more than 45% of that. Then you have uh, Binance, Gemini, Bitfinex, Bittrex, others. There's 13.8 million Ethereum that is held on exchange wallets. Robin, do you see this as being a bullish sign or a bearish sign? I'm still kind of looking at this chart. So that's so only 11. That's, that's ETH on, on, ex, on, on, exchanges. on exchanges, right? Only 11% of the total circulating supply of Ethereum is held on exchanges. And 46% of that is on Coinbase. But they're going to be taking a week-long break. So I uh, might want to move <laughs> some of that money to other places, maybe a decentralized wallet or, or whatever you guys want to do. But um, that's not a big number. Only 11.6% are on exchanges. Uh, so, which means majority of it is either locked or is being used and transacted or burned. So, so you know, a lot of people always have, or, or a lot of the experts always preference this amount of token staked as as a premise behind uh, securing the price. So you always hear, oh, Solana has 80% of its token staked. Cardano has 70 five percent of its token stake the less tokens that are on exchanges don't don't kid yourself what is on exchanges is the liquidity we all know when more liquidity you have the more the less volatility there is in a, in a market so if you have we'll take a small cap let's take a, a coin that's on uniswap for example if you have a, a coin it has very little uh, liquidity. If you put in a big buy order, you put in a big sell order, the price skyrockets or drops right away because there's not enough liquidity. Uh, the same can be said for the exchanges. So if everybody's staking their 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 coins, I get it. They're not they're not readily there to sell. But if everybody's staking their coins, then and there's not that much on exchanges, and then it takes less orders to move the price drastically in one direction or not so when i when you ask me what do i think about this chart 11 percent of ethereum supply is on exchanges uh that's pretty damn low yeah i don't know what the standard is but yeah so just know that that increases volatility so if all of a sudden there's a big run-up on ethereum if there's a lot of people trying to scoop up Ethereum for transaction purposes. If there's less on exchanges, it's going to shoot the price up. And that's why you've seen Ethereum, big, big projects, for example, go from 1200 to 2500 or 3000 in just a few weeks. Uh, and that's for, for that reason. If, if they had 80% of their supply on the exchanges, it would be damn hard for you to run through the supply to, to move the price. So. Sean gave a thumbs up on ETH, bought some under 3K. Excellent move, paying off for you. Are you, uh, did you buy it to hold or did you buy it to use it? Are you an NFT guy? You can use it to buy NFTs, transact, or you're just buying to speculate on price. Now, let's talk about ICP for our friend Sivan here. Uh, Sivan, we did do a deep dive on ICP. So just go to our homepage, click on videos, and you'll find the ICP video. Go check that out. It was a pretty good one. Um, Current price of ICP. So ICP came out during their ICO phase, came out blazing. We're talking, what, 700 bucks, right? 700 uh, bucks. And I have ICP pulled up here. 
if we go to six hundred and sixty dollars, if if I remember correctly, but it was just shy seven hundred dollars. No, but it, it's just the same as just all other projects. They come out over overvaluated. The only thing was is that they got a lot of they got a lot of publicity because they broke the top ten in their initial uh, release. So uh, just like we talked about, this was a top ten project, guys. Yeah, just like we talked about with Coinbase's uh, I, I, uh, IPO on Wall Street, where they, they had their stocks, and now their stocks are trading at uh, more than 50% loss than the initial sell, uh, the initial evaluation. The same is said with cryptocurrency projects. There was just, the, the, there's so many huge partners with ICP. They have very large institutions uh, that, are, that they work with and they're backing them, uh, not to mention gigantic uh investment firms that have allocated tons of money towards the project however these these investors got in when the project was less than a dollar a majority of it and with an evaluation of or with the initial yeah. uh, the initial listing on the Who exchanges Who at 600 bucks you're, you're talking to 600 x uh so and if you're if you're at all smart you know like hey man i bought this at a dollar i bought this at 60 cents uh, I know damn well uh, the price is going to drop. So the first thing they do is they sell it when they, when they move their coins to Coinbase. So um, it it wasn't a good time. I was telling everybody that I knew because a lot of people were were buzzing around it. They're like, "Hey, what do you think about ICP? Hey, uh, what's this ICP?" Like basically, they get on Coinbase. Or I mean, they get on a uh, they get on Coin Market Cap. And they see this new project they don't they've never seen before, and it's in the top five. They're like, "Whoa, what is this?" And everyone wants to know, like, "What is this?" What is it? And my my narrative, I'm like, "Yo, let let it calm down." I don't know what it is. Like, I, I'm a crypto expert. Like, fuck, I, I I don't even know what. I mean, give me give me give me a couple of weeks. Let me look at the project. I look at it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, just a lot of big investors behind it, and it's good. the price is going to come down." And uh, sure did, <laughs> sure did. Uh, but now, is it a good time to enter? I think it is. You know, um, we were looking at it at twenty bucks. What is that at right now? We're gonna pull up chart here, Rob. It was at twenty-two dollars. So uh, this is the this is ago. this is the daily chart for ICP. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a good time to buy, Rob, and I'm gonna disagree with you. We are trading towards the upper bands here. Typically, when we trade towards the lower upper bands, we will diverge. I, I mean, in the long term, you know. I, oh, I think price, if you're just looking strict price wise, yeah, it might not be. But I think the markets are all trending up right now anyways. So, you know, if you're going to get into a project, uh, there's Look obviously it was a better wick. time to get in four or five days ago. This thing wicked all the way up to project. this thing wicked all the way up to fifteen hundred bucks when oh, it first came a, out. That's a you think that's an error. Yeah, that's an error. That's crazy if it did that. No. So. As far as entry exit point, now, Sivan, are you currently holding any ICP or did you ask this question because you're thinking about buying it? What kind of situation are you in, my friend? Just so I have a little bit of context for you. Uh, but you can see we've been in a downswing. But good news here. We have been making higher highs and higher lows. So this is great news. We do see a little spinning top here. So spinning tops typically signal uncertainty in the market. Traders don't know what they're doing. They're pushing the price up, pushing the price down, meeting somewhere in the middle. That's what the candle represents. When I look at candles and I do TA, I look at candles as each candle represents market sentiment. And you know, people make decisions based off emotions. Same thing, especially can be said when you're investing in cryptocurrency. Emotion here, the last two days tell me people have no idea what they want to do with this. Uh, if I were to 
say if it's a good time to enter or exit. I would say you either hold if you believe in the project, and this is just my personal opinion, doesn't mean it's something you should do. I would either hold or I would look to liquidate and buy at a lower price closer to the 20-day moving average, or if it even touches a lower band, that would be a good entry point as well. So let's go back to the markets in general. And let's look at some of the other top 10. What they're doing, we have... Did you, did you look at the Bitcoin chart yet? Not yet. No, no, no. I want to get through the rest and I'll, and I'll go back to Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, Solana up 6.72%. Oh, Solana. So I ended up liquidating some of my Solana. Uh, I'm not going to put a big portion of my money in there. I, I, I wasn't comfortable. I was comfortable in the beginning with the amount of money I had in Solana. But after these network freaking deteriorations or whatever you want to call it, it's a trend. It keeps happening and happening. And it went from once a month to once every two weeks. And now we had twice in a week where this happened. Absolutely unacceptable. You're saying your network can do 50,000 transactions per second, yet you don't even reach the, anywhere near that number and your shit gets, goes down. So, uh, but it is up 7%. We're at $152. If you have money in Solana, drop a like um, or a thumbs up emoji. If you have Solana, but you're not, comfortable holding it or you're worried about the project put a thumbs down emoji and we'll talk about it uh cardano dollar 30 we got some movement here guys almost yeah, up, a, up almost 10 percent. pretty big pump out of cardano today it was trading at under a dollar 20 yesterday yep obviously all of the uh pretty much the entire market is in the green today uh but cardano off to a great start. They did have the big partnership with Samsung uh, with their tree planting initiative in uh, South Africa or in Madagascar, I think it was. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, huge partnership. Man, that ecosystem is huge. I'm expecting a gigantic year from Cardano. Uh, so if you're a Cardano homer, uh, drop it in the chat. But just know if you're a Cardano homer, a Cardano if you're homer. a long-term Cardano guy or lady, uh, you are going to be rewarded handsomely this year. Guys, uh, this is just strictly prediction. No, no, no. It's, the ecosystem is growing. The community listen, is growing. Partnerships are growing. Adoption I'm, with governments are growing. Listen, listen. And what Robin is saying, and I know he's a hopium guy, but what he's saying is is being backed by, by facts, by numbers. If you've been watching our show, we showed a week ago, three years in a row, Cardano has the most amount of developers building on their platform. Three years in a row. It will all snowball. They are taking their time, which is completely fine because you saw what, what Ethereum's going through, scaling issues. Cardano is checking every box as they go. That way, when the full implementation of their smart contract capabilities and the platform in general gets a hold, everything will literally snowball. We will see a parabolic rise in Cardano. I think 2022 will be the year of Cardano and Polkadot as far as top projects, in my personal opinion. I think XRP is going to fall out of the top 10 in the next few weeks here. That's so, my uh, uh Sivan is saying that he is hodling the uh, ICP. ICP. Okay. So uh, as long as you didn't buy when it was uh, over $200, uh, I think you're in a good spot. Otherwise, uh, you might you're you're gonna you're not gonna we're not gonna cross the hundred dollar mark anytime soon in my in my in my uh analysis uh but if you're looking for 60 70 80 dollar icp definitely reachable uh but if you're trying to recoup your money i think it's gonna take a little time yeah 
what they're trying to do is money and you're looking for that you're looking to 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 sell off at where you bought at uh if you got in a little too early uh yeah you're gonna have to either take a loss or just hold that thing for two three years but uh other than that if you if you if you were fortunate enough to buy some uh just a few days ago at 20 something dollars i think it's a great hold Uh, we also have uh garrett which uh i don't think i've seen him in the uh, chat before garrett yeah i've seen him once well if you haven't been in the chat before garrett hola now uh so uh, he uh, he acts uh, he uh, he's talking. Is Axie a good buy right now? Axie is a great project, but is it a good time to get in right now? Uh, there, David. So seventy eight bucks. Um, the 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 pro- and we did do a video on Axie too. So Garrett, make sure you go check that out. But uh, the the issue with Axie, in my personal opinion, is it's one game. It's not like Gallo where they have multiple games. So. If the hype is dying down, which it seems like it is, if the hype is dying down and people stop playing or the 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 team behind Axie is not adding new features fast enough to keep the players engaged, this is what's going to happen. It's going to lose its allure. People are going to go, hey, oh, there's a new hot game going. Oh, Axie that's Infinity. A great, I'm, I'm that's over a that. great point. I mean, just think of all of the games that have been popular uh, in the past. Uh, think Think of any game, whether it's uh sonic or or call of duty or, or whatever the game is uh they do tend to lose the community or the community shifts to another game or another whatever's hot next so uh just like farmville was hot one uh, for like a couple years then candy crush was uh i could see the same thing happening with axie so uh whether or not it's a good time to enter in the short term I don't really know if I want to invest in one particular game on the long term. Uh, I didn't really think of that. So that's a great point there, David. So, yeah. Thank you, Robin. Oh, you complimented me. That's, that's, uh, you're, you're growing up right in front of me. Uh, we're going to look at our top gainers and losers for today. Number one, we got Shiba Inu, baby. Let's go. If you are a Shiba Inu holder, part of the amazing community, I want to know because that man right there is a Shib hater and i'm not your boy is here i will protect you guys from haters like him so uh up 14.1 percent on rumors again of a robin hood listing sure you've heard of the term buy the rumor sell the news that's literally what is happening right now so just be prepared when the news drops that it's official it's getting listed on robin hood expect a sell-off but it will be a good time to buy if you are a believer Oasis Network up 12.99%. I love this project. They're a privacy-based uh, blockchain, and they are one of the only, they might be, and don't quote me on this, they might be the only project in the top 100 that was founded by a female. Absolutely amazing. Uh, we might actually do a deep dive on Oasis here, uh, coming shortly. And Phantom up 12.2%. We are, uh, Phantom Deep Dive will be live on our channel Saturday or Sunday. Big thanks to our main man, Sean, for helping us out with the research. If you're looking for quality, up-to-date crypto info on social media, go follow him on Twitter, at SeanC1000. He posts all the latest articles, everything you need to know uh, about it on a minute-to-minute basis. And then rounding out, we got Harmony, Nexo, Stellar. Stellar. Okay, let me talk to you guys about Stellar. Stellar is, so when I first started, and we did do a deep dive on Stellar too, make sure you guys go check it out. That's our latest deep dive video. 
Stellar, when I first started looking into it, I was like, oh, great, another payment platform, fork of XRP, boring. But some of the things you can do on the Stellar network are super, super cool. Uh, and I won't spoil it for you guys. So if you want to know more about it, go check out the video. It was one of our best videos that we did. Uh, super, super exciting. So Stellar, new partnerships are coming. The partnership with MoneyGram and IBM is strong and growing. So Stellar might be a big move coming for and Stellar. The longer it takes for the XRP and SEC lawsuit to settle or resolve, the longer that takes, the more running room it gives to Stellar and XLM to finish these deals and partnerships. Uh, people that were going to sign with XRP are now signing with XLM. Western Union, which is partnered with XLM, had a deal in the works with XRP. Obviously, the SEC stuff fell through, you know, came down, and they were like, hey, we'll go to your competitor. Uh, if you're not familiar with XRP and XLM, they're both payment, uh, uh, payment protocols where they more or less focus on integrating. <laughs> they more or less focus on integrating into the banking system to help banks transfer money from one institution to another. Uh, so more, more in the back door kind of uh, sections there. So that's right. Uh, but uh, XLM is basically a fork of XRP. So if you like XRP, then you should like XLM. Pretty much the same stuff. And uh, one of the founders of XRP is the guy that founded XLM. Jed so. McCaleb. He's a man. Yeah. Now, good news. If you look on the right... Wait, what are you doing? Bring the laptop back. Great news. On the right column, which is the biggest losers, we only have four. And the highest, the biggest loser is only 1.2% Dash. Uh, Robin, what do you know about Dash? Dash, it's been around since For a while. It's like, it's like Litecoin 2.0, which yeah, they both literally do nothing. privacy and payment uh, protocol. Uh, had a big run up in 2017. It was expected to come back. Uh, it was expected to come back and have its resurgence in the 2020 when everyone else, it just got left behind. I think there's been a lot more big protocols that have stepped up and filled the shoes uh, of what they were trying to do. And they just kind of lost the community. A lot of their community has moved, moved over from their platform to other ones. And uh, it, it kind of fell in the same boat as Litecoin. Uh, Litecoin is more- I more hate sick. Litecoin. So it's more secondary now. Uh, basically, it's just there's other platforms doing it faster, better. And uh, we have breaking news. Okay, Pasa. Coming from our loyal Stereo 2. He said, XRP versus SEC just been delayed one more month. There it is. Uh, it was supposed to be Shocker. January 19th. Yeah. Uh, was supposed to uh, be the where they were supposed to go back to court. Yep. It ain't happening, my friends. Uh, delayed again, yeah. huh? Uh, well, we'll take a look. I'll, when we're done with the stream here, I'll take a look to see what what the details are of it. We'll have um, some XRP news maybe, for you guys. Maybe tomorrow. maybe there is uh, something behind the scenes. Maybe something new transpired. But uh, if they did get delayed, uh, we'll let you know why. Or a lot of times with the judicial system, there is no why. They just delay shit because uh, that's what they do. Shit takes forever. So forever and ever. All right. So. Uh, just to kind of round out the uh, end of our show and the end of our market analysis, uh, Sean asked me to look at the Bitcoin four-hour chart. So here you go. Here is the Bitcoin four-hour chart. Sean, you mentioned something about a head and shoulders that formed back in August. 
Um, so we're going to have to go back a lot here. I don't know if it was a typo or, or you really meant to say August, but either way, we'll take a look back at August and see if we see a head and shoulders here. Is it an inverse head and shoulders? Oh. No, he said, uh, I'm assuming he's talking about right here. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say it's a head and shoulders, but didn't really play out. Didn't really break the neckline. It kind of bounced right, right off. Actually kind of bounced right off the neckline. Now the thing with technical analysis, you got to remember my friends is someone might see something, might see a pattern. You might not see it. Uh, doesn't mean they're wrong. Uh, but I, I could, I could see a head, a head and shoulders. Yeah. But again, head and shoulders formation only comes true if it breaks the neckline. So you draw a line from the bottom of the left shoulder through the points and through the end of the right shoulder, and that is a neckline. Typically, when you have a regular head and shoulders, you'll see a... I'll kind of break this down for you guys. Bless you. You have a shoulder here. You have a head here, shoulder here. The neckline would go something like this, and then when it breaks under the neckline, that is a confirmation of the pattern, but it never did, so we never saw that. But going back to kind of where we are right now on the four-hour chart. Zoom out. He's saying from August till now. So he's probably talking about a larger head and shoulders. August to now on a, on a four-hour chart? Um, hmm. Okay. Let me take a look here, Sean. Some tea on the fly here for you, my friend. Uh, nah, I, I don't. I think if you want to do a, a you, we're going to have to look at like the, the weekly chart if we want to get a good, uh, a good indicator as far as something like a head and shoulders that far back. And if we look at the weekly chart. Oh, uh, yeah, I see what he's saying. Yeah. So. So this is August. Now, even on the weekly chart, I, I don't really see it, honestly. So well, no, you got left shoulder, head, you got, a, and then you have the neckline. Mm, no, nah. and then there the, is the other shoulder would would be the run up coming up in February, and then another pullback, which would actually fall into the uh, the three month cycles. I mean, I, I guess if this ends up rounding out and becoming a shoulder, sure, but we're no, not no, there. No, like you got left shoulder there. Where here? Yeah, that's left shoulder. Then you have where's the head? That's head? the head. And then then what he's we're, we're, yeah, but this then, is then we're going have, back to February though. He said August, so we're going back to February. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you have what would be another shoulder on the other side, which would be a big run up, which would put us at well, the run up probably can't, sixty thousand. Yeah, the run run up can't be higher than the sixty six. Yeah, so. so that's what I'm saying. It'd be sixty thousand with another pullback. Maybe. I mean, here's the thing with patterns. You guys got to remember: on longer time frames, patterns mean more. On shorter time frames, if we were to look at a head and shoulders on a one hour, it wouldn't mean as much as if we were to look on it on a one day. So uh, I'm gonna go back to the daily chart just to kind of see where Bitcoin is doing right now. I got the Bollinger Bands pulled up here, you guys. We are getting close to the 20 day moving average. We did look at this yesterday and I did say that if you are looking to buy into Bitcoin, this candle is a good entry point. If you're new in the chat, just drop a, drop any, uh, a like or comment, say hello. This is a project that you want us to take a peek at. You're gonna be signing off soon. So uh, drop it in now and uh, we'll take a look at uh, any of your favorite projects. Yes, also Ethereum yesterday, I did mention again, Great time to get in. And it was trading right around 3150, 3170. You'd be sitting on a $200 profit per coin if you did buy that. Uh, so, yeah, 
Uh, RSI on Ethereum is trending up. So if you're not familiar with RSI, it is relative strength index and measured oversold and overbought. Typically anything over 70 means a project is being oversold. Anything under 30, it is being, my apologies, the reverse. Anything over 70 is overbought. Anything under 30 is oversold. Typically when we are in oversold territory, it is a good time to buy. And when we are in overbought territory, it is a good time to sell. We are kind of in the middle on Ethereum now. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for our technical analysis and market analysis. Uh, with that being said, if there's no other project you guys want us to look at, I think we're going to be ready to sign off. Rob, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't got much else. Uh, the market's looking good. Market's coming up. Uh, Bitcoin is past 43,000. Looks like it's off to 44 and 45,000. 45,000 is going to be a large area of resistance. Uh, the 44 to $45,000 range has been a key resistance in the past. It was uh, all-time highs uh, back before the May uh, run-up. Uh, so, and it bounced off of that several times in the past as well. So once we clear the 45,000, we are off to the races. And all we need is some big, we just need some big news. I think that's the only thing that we're missing is some some huge company buying into cryptocurrency. What if Tesla comes out and says we're that's we're going to retake Bitcoin? That's it, that's I think that's everything is catalyst. springboarding. We've 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 hit the bottom. We've bounced off the bottom. Uh, we are back into green territory. And you know what? It's January. A lot of people have settled up on taxes. It's uh, Q1. They're looking for new investments in their uh, portfolios or at least in assets on hand. People are meeting with their financial advisors to start the year. Yes. Oh. And then tax money. That's very important, guys. Tax money, February. So when, when people start getting their tax refunds, we will see a run up on, yeah. on cryptocurrency. So I think the only thing missing is the catalyst, which could be any number of things. Uh, maybe we have a, another country adopting Bitcoin as formal currency, or maybe it's uh, Google doing having something very innovative with crypto. Apple, Google, Apple, Microsoft, uh, any oh of these man, big. If Apple, yeah. if Apple gets into uh, Bitcoin, puts it on its on its wallet. That's that's I'm telling oh you, God, the, the, the 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 it's coming. the The Apple Pay, the Apple Wallet. It will integrate crypto very soon. Very soon. Uh, I, I would, I, my 2022 prediction this year, Apple Wallet will have cryptocurrency. Wow. I think it'll start with the normal five, which is Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Litecoin. Fucking Litecoin. Get rid of Litecoin, man. Why Litecoin? I don't know. God, it's, so it's been around for a while. It's pretty. Yeah, and it's it does pretty, nothing. It's pretty, it's pretty decentralized. Oh, shit. SEC is not going to go after Litecoin. You you got to think about risk factors when it comes to these big institutions. And uh, uh, Bitcoin Cash, they, they all have something in common. Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin. They've been around for so long. The SEC has had their opportunity to shut it down, quote unquote, or find the shit out of them. Uh, and uh, they have fight them or deny them. So uh, they're they're not going to go after those. So they're pretty safe bets. Uh, and yeah. if you're if you're a huge company, you're not going to want to take a lot of risk. So it makes sense. But a Apple for sure. All right. You heard it here first. That's Sensitive Crypto. So with that being said, my friends, on behalf of myself and Robin, we wanted to thank you guys for joining us on our live show. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We go live every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. 
Sin City time, which is also Pacific Standard Time. So, on behalf of myself and Robin, we love you guys. Make sure you like the video. Subscribe so you don't miss out on any content. Robin, you got any parting words? Uh, no, man. I, I just want to say I'm having a great time doing the show. It was amazing. And the community is growing, so I do appreciate everybody's participation in the chat. We will remember you guys, the, the first people to come along and help yeah. us grow. Promise we will and, not and forget not, you guys. We're not throwing out fake promises either. Uh, when when we when we this channel does grow, I'm sure that all of you watching it do do enjoy the content and you do see the potential. Uh, do know that we also have a lot of institution behind us as well. So uh, we have a lot of uh, big players and investors and marketing. Uh, so the blow up is coming, my friends. Yeah, we 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 we're, we're don't we're, miss it. We're in position to grow. We just need to grow the community. So. Uh, if you just stay active in the chat with us, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, the growth will come, and then uh, when that does, well, we're gonna we're gonna send we're gonna come out to Vegas. We're gonna have a big party. Yes, uh, it's all gonna be taken care of by us. Uh, we'll all we'll go get a nightclub and uh, don't tell them everything. It's a surprise. All the good stuff. Anyways, we gotta sign off, guys. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Peace. All right. Till next time, 11 a.m. tomorrow, baby. That's right. All right. I'm just gonna throw a cap at you. I can't believe we spilled the water. <laughs> How do you spill the water? Imagine you would have ruined the freaking things over there, man. Oh man, I'm hungry.